got coffee in my mustache and my wife done left me dry. Oh my God. That's money. <laughs> the so folders running to... down my chin and all I do is cry. Not only are we going viral on Twitter right now, but that song is going to blow us up. Like that's Oh, I know. Yeah. Sideways in Time presents Patriot Pad. Country for his country. Country? <laughs> that's way better than what I was going to say. <laughs> country for your ass. So yours is way more PG. So. All right. Well. Well, hello everyone, and welcome. Good morning. Back. Yes, and welcome back to a long-awaited new episode of Sideways in Time. Let me start off by saying, before I introduce ourselves and 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 get into all that and the rest of the show, uh, you know, if you're not on Twitter, you know, and you're just somehow stumbled across this podcast somehow without Twitter, uh, first of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, you didn't hear or read. Uh, our apology for last week's episode not airing. We had this big special Halloween edition of the episode planned. Um, we had Trevor <laughs> Trevor Eon, a uh, nice interview with Trevor Eon. And for whatever reason, the entire day was riddled with technical difficulties. Um, and then even more so by the time we got around to editing the podcast for you guys to listen to, it was we were cursed even further with uh for whatever reason zoom did not convert the interview with trevor and uh we got cut short on our end of the end of the podcast so it was just a kind of a huge disaster and i apologize if you were waiting on that we were really excited for that episode um we've worked really hard to work, get to that episode but you know I'm, like i told patrick we'll chop it up as a new podcast uh whatever the word is for it but yeah so needless to say exactly so needless to say we apologize and uh, we're going to try to get trevor on somewhere down the line in the future because he was a really nice guy and uh i really appreciated him spending the time with us like he did um that being said though i'm really excited about today's episode by the way hey i'm your host lucha co-host oh words lucha chris and uh, it wouldn't be an intro, a sideways in time intro without words. Uh, <laughs> and to my other side over here, I did it right, is my dude, my partner in crime, the man of the, with the country album, Patriot Pat, everybody. <laughs> What's going hey, on? Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey. Uh, I'm just happy to be here. Oh, oh, okay. And if you if you look on Twitter and you see the uh, my wife is my soulmate sign and there we go. Well, my <laughs> wife just brought me my glasses, so I'm in I'm in full uniform. Thank you, Angel. Bye. 
Bye. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, last night, uh, well, and actually, I guess it was two nights ago when you're listening to this, but uh, we were at AEW Dynamite in Kansas City. Yeah. And it was a damn good time. I have to it say, was? I've been waiting for a wrestling show of this caliber for a very, very long time. And uh, it was Patrick, myself, and Casey, his wife. Uh, we had a lot of other friends of the show uh, that were in attendance that night. Yep, Mike, Kevin, uh, Bird Girl was there. Yeah, we had. We, I mean, there were so many. So many, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, you already said that. I'm tired today, man. Dude, I'm beat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised either one of us have a voice today. Uh, yeah. So, being that we were there, um, and and the disaster that was last week's episode, uh, we decided we're going to change up the format of the show this week. And as a matter of fact. We're not going to have a format this week. So what we're going to do is we're just going to kind of talk and bullshit about last night's episode of Dynamite and whatever else we decide to talk about within the hour of the show today. And I'm kind of excited about it, not having any specific format. Uh, we do we do have two, two special rants from B- Band from Ringside podcast, JCB, uh, this week. But we'll get into that a little later. Man, last night was a blast, Patrick. I, yes, and I'm retweeting something right now. I apologize. I'm professional. Oh, that, that's all right. So yeah, but matter- my, my signs. You tweet. You you told me about it. My signs. Somebody tweeted it as a gift, and so I'm retweeting it again. It's that my wife is a soulmate. My wife is my soulmate, and then her sign said, "My soulmate is Excalibur." Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a uh, TDE wrestling on Twitter. Yeah, uh, had turned it into a gift. A, a, a gift. A gift. It is a gift. A gift. It was a gift. Yeah, I appreciate it. I will. I, they, they will get an autographed copy of "Country for My Country" by Patriot <laughs> Pat. Yeah, just if you know, you'll hear that at the beginning of the episode. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, uh, with a uh, hits such as "Purple Mountain," "Bluegrass Majesty," uh, <laughs> you know. "Red, White, and Blue," baby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mount Rushmore, how I love thee. Um, so. Yeah. So uh, if you were watching Dynamite and you don't even have to look very close, Patrick, no. Casey and I had some of the best seats, uh, the best seats I've ever had at a wrestling show. Uh, you can see Luch every every shot, every hard camera shot because he had nobody in front of him. You'll see my ass bobbing around. I had a fucking American flag visor on and then you see my wife next to me. But Luch is just like, well, and so- fucking front and center. We were we were fifth row, front and center on the floor, and just behind me is the stairway that goes up the bleacher seats. So it was literally just like a black stripe behind yep. my head with my bright white mask. So it was and uh, on uh, this week's, I think it's tonight's or tomorrow's, whatever whatever it comes out to be, uh, dark uh, elevation. elevation is probably a little bit more predominant to see us because there was less people in the crowd at the time. Yeah. The people that the dude that was in front of me, um, he wasn't there for dark elevation. Right. So, but yeah, we had, we had some good signs. Uh, your sign, I, I tweeted it out afterwards. I wish I would have had it set at the very end next to Casey and had one that I put up after that. that just said, I'm just happy to be here. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, we had a great time. It was an awesome show. Uh, the crowd was super hot. Um, Met some friends, met some new friends. The guy that was sitting next to his uh, wife bought him a ticket. And uh, dude was a sweetheart. I, I think his yeah. name was, uh, oh, man, 
I asked him what it was like mid show. And I was like, Hey, what's your name again? And he looked at me like I wasn't talking. He's like, are you talking to me? It's like, I don't. Yeah, man. There's nobody else here. Like there's <laughs> nobody else. I'm not looking at anybody. I'm looking right at you, bud. Anyways, I think it was, uh, he had a cool name and that was his name was something that was really cool. Anyways, we'll make it is, it was, uh, it was a uh, Ignacio Invictus. I think it was Elijah. Okay. Either way, uh, great time. Um, I mean, I guess if we're going to do it, we might as well start with elevation. Uh, so give me one second so I can kill my dog. And then, uh, yeah. So I think, didn't we get private, not private party? Uh, no, we got the acclaimed. The acclaimed who just completely shit on kansas city and it was hilarious it, it was it was fucking yeah it was the acclaimed at 2.0 who they're the greatest fucking tag team in pro wrestling um versus dark order oh uh, yeah yeah which dark order i guess as usual was littered throughout the entire show there was yeah. literally like a hundred dark order matches um yeah we also got to meet press 10 and uh alex reynolds they were very <laughs> nice very sweet um yep. Uh, yeah, and then uh, what were the uh, uh, Ruby Soho and what's her name? Uh, well, the I one, well, yeah, she's the Japanese wrestler with the purple and blue hair. Oh, yeah, I always hair. forget her name. Um, me too. And uh, versus uh, Nyla. Nyla, and God, this is going great because I don't remember. I was getting chicken fingers at the time, so. Okay, yeah, very, very expensive chicken fingers um, <laughs> at the time. So and meanwhile, Patrick's wife, Casey, was sending me pictures while I was in line because Statlander came out. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows I have a huge Statlander crush. I love aliens. Uh, but uh, but yeah. And then oh. um, what else? We no, when Ruby Soho's music hit. Oh, shit. Yeah. I mean, I would. Oh, I'm marked out for everybody. I didn't give a fuck. And I'm like, oh, if I remember so was here. Yeah, it was uh, so cool. Tell, tell everybody what your wife said you were like all night. Oh, uh, I was basically a coked up toddler. Uh, she's not lying. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. I, I was like, screaming. I was yelling. I didn't give a fuck. No. I, it was so much fun. It was a blast. Um, I started. I started a Luchasaurus chant. I started an Anna J chant, but it was during the fucking picture in picture because we watched Dynamite when we got home. And uh, yeah, so you didn't get the Anna J chant, but if you hear the Luchasaurus chant, Patriot Pass started that because Luchasaurus, that's my wife's favorite wrestler. So do what I can to make uh make her happy. Yeah, we got and look, I got my uh I got my microphone mug because I'm a podcaster. I'm a podcaster. Uh yeah, we got to see old man Matt Hardy. I think he goes by big money Matt, but whatever. Uh yeah. That was cool. I haven't seen Matt Hardy. There was actually a, a couple of uh, a couple of wrestlers I hadn't seen in many many years since they were you know in in WWE, uh, and I think the last other than that NXT we were talking about it yesterday that NXT that that NXT uh, dark or uh, house show was the last WWE one I'd went to, but before that it was like a Raw from two thousand four or something like that two thousand three. So it was cool to see Matt Hardy live again because it had been a very long time. Um, let's see. Yeah, and he fought Dean Alexander, uh, St. Louis native or Kansas City native. He's Kansas City. He's Kansas City. And then, um, uh, yeah, keep it, keep it going for just a second. 
Okay. And then uh, uh, Rio took on a St. Louis local and uh, a Kansas City favorite, Tootie Lynn. Um, she, uh, she was great. Um, I mean, Rio's fucking amazing. But, uh, yeah, yeah, seeing – Seeing 2D and seeing Dean Alexander, a couple of local guys on a big stage like that, you know, it's just, it's really cool. Um, I love that AEW does that, that uh, you know, brings in local talent. Yeah, they're schmush matches, but still, uh, you know, you get to say you wrestled in AEW. Um, and then uh, uh, we got to see Powerhouse Hobbs uh, absolutely destroy Dan the Dad. Um that that was that was fun, and I walked in right as soon as that was happening. So seeing, it's funny because like like some guys don't look as big as you know some guys they look bigger on TV than they do in real life. But then yeah. you see somebody like Hobbs, and you're like, oh, TV does him no justice. Hobbs, Miro, uh, and even Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega looks fucking huge in person, but yeah. on screen he's like you know just kind of like a, a a dude. Yeah. <clears throat> Justin Roberts looked huge. And yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, and Johnny Hungy looked Johnny, huge no matter what. I got a nice picture of Johnny Hungy's butt. I almost posted it, but wow. um, I don't know. I'm debating about it. I was kind of bummed out. Um, did you say that we got to see Tootie? Yes. I, Tootie? I talked about Tootie and Dean and Rio. Dan. That was yeah. too, like, and what's funny is like, it, it doesn't, I don't think it, the sound wise, it translated as well as it did obviously in the live crowd. Cause that crowd was going nuts when two oh, yeah. popped up. Like, and I don't know if you can hear it all. I didn't, cause we, obviously we haven't watched elevation yet, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, crowd was going insane for, and Dean too. As a matter of fact, Dean probably got even a bigger pop um, throughout the night. There was a lot of Dean chance. Um, Super cool, man. I, like, I've never seen a wrestling show in Kansas City. This was clearly my first show uh, in Kansas City of, other than, like, Journey Pro and stuff like that. Um, you you want to talk about a long time? My last pro wrestling show was a uh, WCW house show in Columbus, Georgia in August of 97. And the nice thing is, like, 97, maybe 98, but I'm pretty sure. No, it's 97. And, uh, yeah, so at both my shows, I got to see Sting and uh, Big Show. Um, Paul White, the giant. I, that's that's how long those motherfuckers have been going. So, um, apparently, I okay, so I get it and I don't get it. I think I have theories about this whole Cody Rhodes thing because Kansas City – it was a little back and forth, as everyone is right now with Cody Rhodes. Um, I was kind of bummed out because Malachi Black had been uh, banned from ringside for Cody's match against Andrade, rightfully so. Uh, I was really hoping to get to see Malachi Black uh, live last night, but that's okay. Yeah, we got, but he got a really cool promo where he was talking about, uh, you know, that he uh, – he issued a warning basically saying that he wasn't the only one wanting to put the end into Cody. So that's, you know, there's a lot of theories that could be said about that, especially with, uh, you know, one, uh, uh, Bray being out of contract officially now, uh, with the WWE. So who knows if that's going to be a thing? I think it's going to be somebody else. Honestly, I don't think it'll be him, but, 
Uh, and then, um, but yeah, that, that match with Cody and Andrade was phenomenal. The crowd was very oh, yeah. two, two-sided when it came to Cody, though, um, as they have been lately. I can't help it. I fucking love Cody. But the thing is, I firmly believe that the reason he's being booed is because people are being very impatient in anticipation for him to have some kind of heel turn. I think people want to see Cody as a heel because he... I don't know why exactly, to be honest. Like, I think he would possibly be a better heel in this scenario. Um, but after seeing it last night, I was already a fan of Cody. I've, I've been a fan of Cody for a long time. And I think the position that he's in in AEW, not as one of the executives, but on the roster, um, I, I really, really like Cody Rhodes. I think his presentation is phenomenal. I think... Obviously, his his promo skills are phenomenal. Like he's he's very good. Um, and last night that match with him and Andrade was fantastic. Uh, obviously, we got some shenanigans with uh, FTR and the uh, the uh, AAA uh, plastic lunch plate tag team titles, um, uh, which Patrick seems to be eating off of as we speak. Um, <laughs> went to went to ye old price chopper and got some uh popcorn m&ms oh popcorn yeah i opened the bag and it smelled like feet um and they really have no flavor so nice well at least they don't taste like feet uh i was kind of hoping they would you know super creepy uh promo <laughs> by uh malachi black um which was enough for me like i said i was kind of bummed he wasn't there but super cool promo nonetheless yeah um you know, yeah, FTR was hiding under the ring. I looked like the entire match. Uh, I I wasn't paying attention. I don't know how they even got under there. I didn't see them get get under there even during. I wonder. Like, it, I wonder if they brought out a bunch of crew earlier and they snuck under there. Possibly. I mean, you know, it's hard to pay attention to everything. So there's a good chance that they. Yeah, because were were they on Dark Elevation too? Uh, yeah, because they. Well, no. No, no, they fought. Um, no, yeah, they were on a uh, Diamond Star and uh, yeah, that's it, Kalisto. Um, all right, so I want to get into this a little bit. Uh, again, we don't like to get into too much that's all that negative on Sideways in Time. We kind of like to keep it light, but I do want to bring this up because it's it's blowing up right now, and. I'm trying to stay out of it in the sense of not trying to judge either side of this too much because I think it's stupid regardless. But Jericho's in the fucking crosshairs of Twitter again because Kalisto, um, Ray Delso. Yes. Thank you. Uh, first time in AEW. Didn't even know he would be there. You you know, Patrick saw, I marked the fuck out when I saw that Aerostar was going to be there. He was a, 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 one of, a big favorite of mine, especially from, you know, the Lucha Underground days. Um, oh, shit. He, he had oh, tweeted. Fuck, you're, what? Oh, you buffered a little bit. I hope your internet doesn't die again. Yeah, we'll find out. Uh, so, um, so, yeah. So, Jericho, or, or so, Kalisto went on and said that he had prayed and talked to John, quote, uh, quote unquote, Brody Lee, um, 
before the match and it was you know it was a very nice tweet he was just it was kind of a tribute tweet to Brody Lee mm-hmm. and Jericho I don't know if you saw it Pat but Jericho oh, I did because I, I commented on it okay yeah Jericho retweeted you spelled his name wrong because yeah, he spelled it with a with an H where it's J-O-N he spelled it J-O-H-N <sighs> shut the fuck up Jericho like just shut the fuck up. Do you really I mean the only the only reason why I don't one of the reasons why I don't want to speak on it as much is because who knows if maybe he had some kind of negative attitude backstage or whatever the case may be so there was sour air and Jericho was calling him out and it had nothing to do with him actually spelling his name wrong. Who knows? We don't know. We're a bunch of fucking smart marks. We don't know shit for real. But if all it was was that he there was a spelling error or some kind of typo or you know uh autocorrect messing up and just I send out a hundred tweets that are spelled incorrectly and it's not because I'm an idiot, it's because Twitter doesn't let you edit. You know, like uh I mean even Amanda Hubert Hubert uh chimed in on it too and people are kind of bashing her now as well, which I didn't get into all that part of it, but like w- what's the big deal? Is it just because Jericho really is just kind of a douche? That's why we're it, remember the whole Shotzi Blackheart thing where she fell on, you know, she had, they had the yeah. gift for the mattress and he went off on her. Yes. It's like, yeah. you, seriously, you know, you kind of do the same thing. I mean, you fucking troll everybody. And, you know, it, and it made me realize, like, I love Jericho in ring. I love in ring Jericho. Out, out of the ring, he is. He seems kind of douchey. Um, yeah, I said the exact yeah. same thing this morning on Twitter as well. I commented on somebody, you know, there's a million people talking about it. And I said the same thing. Like, look, I love Jericho as a character, as a wrestler. He's one of the greatest. But more and more, he's showing his ass uh, mm-hmm. to the public as far as who he is as a person. And again, what do we actually know? You know, like like I said, maybe... Maybe Kalisto said some dumb shit backstage that none of us got a chance to hear. But if that's the case, why bring us into it? Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's and, the thing. And it doesn't make Kalisto look bad at all. You know, oh, if he was the great. asshole backstage. You know, no, I, I commented on Chris Jericho's thing. I said, "Thanks, Chris K R I S." <laughs> you know, just, Statlander. Yeah, it's because. Uh, but yeah, that that whole thing. I, I think I'm funny. I'm not a hundred percent. I wanted to mention it on the show because this one, I want this to be the last time I even fucking mention it. Like, it, because literally this is one of those reasons and a lot of people have said it. This is one of those reasons that makes Twitter so toxic mm-hmm. because who gives a shit? Like, even if he was being a dick backstage or there was some kind of underlining issue that made that tweet happen. Why do any of us, why would like, why, who cares? Who cares? But uh, and could have been autocorrect. Could have been he just misspelled it. He didn't know it was spelled J O H N or or forgot or it was spelled J O N. Could have been motherfucker. Uh, Spanish is Kalisto's first language. You know, that, so and, dude knows two languages. You know, and, and you're gonna get him. More. Yeah, yeah, and you're gonna get him on an extra fucking letter. Big, you know, like you said, uh, shit. There are times that you and I text each other. We have to translate each other's texts <laughs> for fat thumbs. Yeah, you know? I, and I literally do have big fat thumbs. Uh, 
yeah it just the whole thing was the whole thing was stupid and i just don't get it uh moving back on to some cool shit though um cm punk came out uh big giant pop of course everybody went ape shit and hearing cult of personality live and hearing the pop being part of the pop there's <laughs> there's nothing fucking like that there's <laughs> there was one to... other there's one oh. other experience like that that i had last night and that was doing the yes oh yeah yeah i had a I, i've never done know, it before me neither. Yeah, so awesome. doing both those, having both those experiences. And I think the only other thing that would uh, make me pop harder is if there was some glass breaking. Yeah, well, and I was, <laughs> I was, another one of the small things I was bummed about is I didn't get to sing, oh, 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 oh yeah. Oh, 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 that's all I wanted to do with my life when I could have died afterwards. Uh, but we did get to see Jungle Boy, which was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so CM Punk comes out, very serious uh okay i'm overheating i'm gonna be right back okay uh and so in doing so he came out he, like i said he was a very serious tone if you guys watched it you saw um and basically what he wanted to say was he had two things on his agenda i think one of them was the original agenda he was going to come out and cut a promo on eddie kingston uh but due to the recent uh news about john moxley going into treatment for alcohol he wanted to come out and say, Hey, look, you know, you know, I'm not, we're not best friends. We don't even really probably get along all that well outside of the ring, but oh, nice. Uh, but he did want to make sure he made a statement about how he was very proud of Moxley. He said, yeah, it's, it's always fun to hear you guys chant my name, CM Punk, but there's only two names on my mind right now that I want to hear. And one of them is John Moxley. The whole place went nuts, started chanting Moxley, uh, it's really cool the the way that and again toxic Twitter. There's a lot of people on Twitter that are being really weird about this whole Mox thing. Still trying to make it this WWE versus AEW shit. I don't get that. Um, yeah, I think the why way did you leave weird, that company when you could have got treatment? Like well, he's getting treatment. <laughs> not only that, not only is he getting treatment, and it was probably on his own accord. Like, it, you know, he, he wasn't, he may not have been, I, I highly doubt he was asked by the company to go do this. This is something that he probably chose to do between him and his wife because mm -hmm. it's something he needed to do. And that, that being said, you know, it's the way it's being handled in that company so far. If, if when Jeff Hardy would leave WWE because he was having drug and alcohol issues, they would make a little statement like, hey, Jeff Hardy, we wish you well, that kind of thing. There were multiple segments on Dynamite this week completely 100% aimed towards the uh, just the everybody supporting Moxley on live television throughout the night. Literally CM Punk's entire beginning of his promo was about how proud he was of John Moxley for going off and doing this and how it made him, you know, a bigger man than any, than, you know, than anything like being able to reach out. And it was a really good, it was a really awesome promo. Like, and it's again, not making it a WWE AEW thing, but the idea that they're able to be that open about these things is good on them. In my opinion, I think that's wonderful. Uh, 
And then of well, course, it, go ahead. Yeah, you know, it, it 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 uh, e- either they would do a little blip on like Jeff Hardy or something like that, or they would write, you know, they would just write them off TV for a while, and you didn't know why they were gone. Exactly, and it's especially like. like you know, 10 so years ago when social media, even what it is now, um, you just thought they were gone. And then you read about it six months later. Oh yeah. Jeff Hardy was gone. Cause he was in drug rehab. You're like, Oh shit. Um, so the fact that they, you know, I mean, I saw it yesterday. I was getting ready to make a Mox poster. Um, that's what was going to be my orange Cassidy poster. I was going to write Mox oh, on gotcha. it. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I decided against it. Um, but uh, but anyway, um, you know, the fact that they brought it up beforehand, like, hey, you know, I and Tony was like, I got John's permission to post this. So, you know, John gave his consent. Right. Um, but with that, with the tag me in thing, with uh, with Eddie Kingston being so open about his depression and stuff like that, I think they were really on the forefront of like, you know, hey, it's, you know, OK, everybody's got these problems. Everybody's got mental problems, dependency problems, stuff like it's OK. Just get help. You know that, and I I love that about AEW. I, I totally agree, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. They're they know we're not stupid, and they don't treat mm-hmm. us like we're stupid. And you know they're and, very. They know we're listening. They know we're watching. They know we're we're on Twitter. They know we're on social media. Seeing all these things, we're gonna find out this is happening. Why not talk to us? Yeah, you know they're treating us like we're part of the family, and that's. I think another one of those things that makes me so tied in to AEW at this point is that we're treated like we're there with them. Like yeah. even the after show stuff, like I will, I will admit, you know, it, Tony Khan is extremely awkward in all the best ways. Uh, he repeated himself quite a bit uh, on dynamite before the show. And after the show was on and off the air, um, he got really emotional though. He said it was the second hardest night AEW had ever had to do. Uh, the first being obviously the, the show after Brody Lee died. And then this one, because Moxley wasn't able to be there. Uh, he got very emotional about it, whether or not it's, you know, a hundred percent real or not, which I, I don't, I don't see him faking that. No, uh, I think he genuinely cares about his, uh, his staff. You know, from the performers to the cameraman to the fucking catering, I I think he genuinely cares about his people. Tony Khan has a great mind for the wrestling business, and I think we're learning that in these short, you know, two, three years that they've been a company. But without the talent that he was able to bring in, the show wouldn't be anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think he he is very, very, very aware aware of that. Um, But yeah, so CM Punk went into the second portion of the promo being about Eddie Kingston and how he wasn't there. And, you know, you know, basically calling him a bitch for not being there. He was actually, if you would have closed your eyes and imagined CM Punk didn't show up as a face, it was kind of a heel promo. Yeah, he was being kind of he was being a dick Uh, and, and rightfully so within the story. So. I don't know who's supposed to be the good guy in this one because he, he cut that promo like Eddie Kingston's about to turn heel or something. You know what I mean? Like he, it was very, uh, he was calling Kingston out. Like he hasn't called anybody out yet. Um, as far as their character and and that kind of thing. Uh, so we'll get that on at rampage. And I think that's official because, uh, Kingston tweeted, see you on Friday. Uh, and I, I believe there's already like a graphic for it. Um, official graphics for it. 
Uh, one of my favorite parts, though, is as he's cutting this promo, he's about Kingston, and one of the guys in the crowd yelled, fight him! And yeah. <laughs> the punk turns and goes, oh, yeah, that, that'd be great, uh, but except for he's not here. <laughs> like, <laughs> when we were there, I, I just... I heard that as a totally different in a totally different tone. And then when I watched it back, I was like, he was actually kind of being a dick to that dude in the crowd. Like you're a fucking moron. Of course I can't fight him. He's not fucking here. Uh, but that was super cool. It was a great promo uh, on both ends of it between, you know, his support for Moxley and this uh, continuation of his feud with, with uh, Eddie Kingston, which I believe that match should be pure gold. Uh, both of those guys are amazing, obviously. Um, <clears throat> fucking Miro is... I, honestly, at this point, I think Miro... Okay, so first of all, let me just start off by saying that because Moxley's gone in the tournament, it was supposed to be Moxley versus Orange Cassidy. Clearly, they had to replace him, and Tony had been uh, teasing who it would be all day and they didn't say anything. And then finally the very last second during the show, uh, they announced that it would be Miro and Patrick and I both looked at each other like, Oh fuck. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah. So anyways, Miro <clears throat> put everything, put every piece of title gold uh, championships, every give him do change the, you know, the show to, you know, Wednesday night Miro, uh, all elite Miro, first of all, mm -hmm. second of all, third of all, fourth of all, and fifth of all, Miro is probably has, has become my favorite thing on AEW programming. This is the best incarnation. He's so comfortable. It's so him. It's so perfect. Uh, he did a little backstage promo, but obviously he came out for the match as well. Uh, what do you think about all this, Patrick? The Miro stuff. First, like I said, seeing him in person, holy fuck, he's big. Um, his shoulders, his shoulders and his neck are wider and taller than me. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, but uh, seeing him in the ring, seeing him, seeing him reacting with the crowd. I mean, yo, it was it. He was he was so into it. Like you said, he was just so comfortable with everything. Um, he was just having a blast in there. Um, yeah. The whole freshly squeezed thing cracked me up, though, because sure enough, Miro grabbed that motherfucker up and mm -hmm. uh, started squeezing the life out of yep. him. Uh, and it, on this article here, it says, pound the pulp out of Orange Cassidy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was nuts. Uh, if you didn't see Patrick's uh, orange Cassidy sign. It should I put a lot of effort into it. Just a giant orange sign. <laughs> that you don't need anything else. It was perfect. Put, put as much effort into it as a, you know, I, 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 I sometimes try. <laughs> I sometimes try uh, again. <laughs> so on our uh, po at podcast, kind of on Twitter, uh, we posted or Patrick posted uh, this video of the uh after after the air after they went off the air and it was really fun it was hilarious if you didn't watch it watch ours or find somebody else's no matter yeah. what the, was, the only was, the only bad part is i recorded the whole thing but twitter will only let you upload a certain amount yeah it was like 14 minutes so uh perfect, i think i'm gonna start at a perfect time though kind of wow yeah 
but I, I'm going to send you the whole video and okay. then you can put it up on the YouTube page. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. What was cool about this match though, because I remember when he came out, you were like, Oh, this is going to be a smush match. And yeah. it kind of wasn't, it wasn't a no. super long match by any means, but it was, it was a good match. And the fun part is, this is one of the things I love most about orange Cassidy. And we talked about this a little bit on the drive home. He's one of those guys that without AEW, nobody would have ever really on this scale, not nobody, but mm -hmm. on this scale, there's not many people that would have known who Orange Cassidy was and how good he is. His gimmick is very silly, very lazy. That's the whole point. It's very comedic. But what I'm loving that they're doing more and more every week with Orange Cassidy is they're really letting him. They're getting in his shit in the beginning with his whole hands in the pockets. He was running around trying not to get caught so he could do it. And, you know, there was all these things, but then there was that part towards the end of the match where he finally just lost his shit and was just losing it. He was, he was, he got real aggressive there for a minute. Um, and when Orange Cassidy gets aggressive, I think it's the genius behind this character because mm -hmm. he's so non-aggressive that when he finally does get aggressive, it's actually impressive, like truly impressive. Orange Cassidy is way better than I would have ever given him credit for. And I think most people in general would have given him credit for me too. Uh, Cause he, he screamed in Miro's face at that one point and he got, he flexed all up and he, it was, and he got real heated and it was awesome. Um, end of the day though, Miro catch the caught the win uh, and is moving on, which rightfully so. I think again, he's one of uh, Cassidy's one of those characters. that's not going to lose a whole lot from losing because he's the type of character he is, give it a few years, maybe he'll be in that upper echelon of, of the, uh, the main event guys, when the guys like Jericho and some of the older ones and, and, you know, Kenny will step down probably for a little while and there'll be this new crop of the young talent that they're, they've clearly been priming for this uh, in the next few years. I think he'll be one of those guys because um, there's going to have to come a time where Orange Cassidy's character evolves a little bit. Yeah. And I, I think they're doing. I think they're doing a slow burn on that. Exactly. And know? I think that's I perfect. Th I think the yeah the big jump in evolution was him screaming at Statlander at uh, All yep. Out. Yep. You know, I, and I still that still stuck sticks with me. Yeah. Oh yeah. That I mean that's for some reason that became an iconic moment because it was so out of character for him. Yeah. Um. It, and and it was just done along the board. I, like everybody. Yeah. Thought, so. But it was just done so beautifully. It was just done like just organically, just you know, get you know. Um, but uh yeah, so I see it as slow burn and you know, and it, in a few years, you know, it's kind of like throwing a uh throwing a frog in a in a cold water pot and then turning the heat on, you know. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't realize it's heating up. So yeah, by the time that you know three, four years from now, you go back and watch Orange Cassidy from today, you're going to be like, holy shit, that's a completely different person. I agree. But we're not going to realize it throughout because it's going to be an incremental change. Well, and even seeing him in person last night, he's in better shape than I would have ever expected to. His mm -hmm. back was ripped. Yeah. Cassidy's back. Like, the dude's actually... I, even, like, guys like Jungle Boy, too. Like, he's kind of beef, beefing up a little. I think they're... Like you said, they're slow burning these guys into these quote unquote heavyweight positions down the line in a few years. Um, uh, clearly that he took no time at all to tap out of uh, of uh, Miro's submission. Um, he tapped out real quick. 
yeah. which is good though. All of that is good. Like it, Miro's got to look like a fucking monster, and and Cassidy's a great person to help do that. He got his shit in. He looked great, but ultimately, you know, Miro, Miro's king. Uh, uh, Brian Danielson was on commentary for this one. Um, and he came down after the match to try to shake Miro's hand and Miro backed out. So obviously we're going to get that, which is mind boggling as well. Uh, did those two ever have a one-on-one in WWE once and Miro won, if I'm not mistaken, or okay. Rusev won, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I saw that on Twitter as well earlier. Cause I wondered that same thing. And they said there was one time years ago, um, but I don't know that it was for anything specific. It was just and, a one-on-one. And, I'm t- and now we're getting a completely different Miro and a completely different Daniel Bryan right. Danielson. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're they themselves. have both, you know, yeah. I mean, it, Danielson went back to the American Dragon with some oomph. Yeah. Miro just, he's totally different than what he was as Rusev. You know, the funny thing is, a little fun fact. So I've been back on playing WWE 2K19. Usually I've been playing the newest one, but I keep going back and I'm playing a little bit of 19 again. And I was going through my creative character. I was making some stuff. And there was actually a time, and I didn't realize this, Brian Danielson is in the game. But it was when he started... His first incarnation in NXT was Brian Danielson. He wasn't Daniel oh, Bryan really? yet. Yeah, he was the American Jan- uh, American Dragon for like a split second in WWE when he first started. And, and I think this is before he was fired for choking out Justin Roberts, which again go is a that was such a good callback at the end of the show. Uh, after I'm glad, the I'm, I'm glad they that we got to see that because that was awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, Alan Angels was started off the show. Um, cool match. I was a really Alan good Angels, match. yeah, fucking he, great. He got he got a lot of his shit in. He looked really good, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just in Kansas City for Journey Pro. Uh, yeah, what, two months ago. Yeah, it wasn't this last show, but the show before. Um, also, speaking of Journey Pro, uh, I just wanted to say, fucking. I'm happy that uh, everything's going good for um, for uh, man. I'm tired. Walter. Walter. I feel like a jackass. Anyways, he had he had some uh, some health issues that he had to take care of. So that last show canceling was because of that. Um, but he he's talked to us at all since, and he's doing good. So we can't wait for uh, for the next Journey Pro show. And I'm glad you're you're. You're doing good right now, man. Um, it's good to yeah, hear. Get better, Walter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, after the the uh, Allen Angels, it dude, he he kicked out of so much shit that somebody of his level necess- shouldn't have necessarily kicked out of. But uh, ultimately, he took the L, and uh, motherfucking cowboy shit. Obviously, uh, you know, Hangman comes out and he. Kenny accidentally leaves the 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 belt in the ring. It's like, hey, I think you forgot something, buddy. I'm just gonna leave it right here. You can come and get it. It was a super cool exchange. Obviously, it's another slow burn towards their match mm-hmm. uh, at full gear. Um, so that was super cool. We got to see. Speaking of Jungle Boy, we got to see uh, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, 
Luchasaurus and the Elite all have a a back and forth. I was surprised to see what we saw, though. Um, Christian comes out from backstage with two chairs by himself. And I I wanted to (laughs) I was waiting for somebody to tweet this as, you know, just being a total fucking Internet troll saying, oh, Edge Edge confirmed all is all elite. You know, you got the concerto. Edge is going all elite. I was waiting for somebody to be an asshole about it. Uh, but yeah, so Adam Cole comes out. He's a part of the whole elite uh, little brawl they were having. And ultimately, I don't know where. The, I mean, I know where it's leading, but I wasn't expecting this. Christian Cage with the concerto on Adam Cole. Uh, gnarly. I had to watch it from the screen uh, mm-hmm. across from us because I couldn't see shit. Everybody was going ape shit. Uh, but super cool angle. There's still clearly, I mean, this is another long-term storytelling, obviously, because they've been telling the story since Christian showed up, uh, with jungle boy and Luchasaurus being a part of it. The whole thing, I think it's cool. Cause it's keeping all these guys relevant and on the show without actually giving them too much as yeah. far as jungle boy and Luchasaurus. Yeah. They got, they got, they, yeah, go ahead. They got a story, right? They're part of a story, but you know, it's, I mean, it's not, uh, I don't want to say not important, but like, you know, it's not one of the, the main stories, but you know, it's something to keep you interested and, you know, and, and uh, yeah, it's given, uh, I mean, it's given jungle boy and Luchasaurus a little push, you know, and you know, shit, you get to work with Christian. What the fuck? You know? <laughs> right. Like, you know, at this point in this generation of wrestling Christians, you know, up there with the legends of his, yeah, era. he's one of the goats. Yeah, 100%. With just what he, Edge, the Hardys, the Dudleys, all those guys mm-hmm. did in those in the early 2000s, um, just what they, the, the foundation they laid in those times, like literally WrestleMania X7 or 17. I don't want anybody to get mad. Uh, literally what they did, they stole the entire show. And that was one of, one of if not the best WrestleMania of all time, depending on mm-hmm. who you ask. And they completely stole the show that night with with that that tag team ladder match. Um, so yeah, he's just being able to be side by side and be in his ear and have him in your ear. Like that's got that's it's so obvious that so many good things are bound to happen for these young cats in AEW. It's amazing. Uh, I was very excited for this one. The AAA World Tag Team Championships were on the line. Uh, FTR had an open challenge, and sure enough. Uh, Aerostar and Samurai Del Sol, uh, FKA Kalisto, uh, answered the call. Um, it's funny. They started off, you know, with FTR being this whole no flips thing. And there was a flurry of Lucha Libre, you know, flips and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it got real ugly, though. Uh, you know, they they not ugly in a bad way. They just, they ended up just beating the shit out of each other. I think the highlight though, actually, no, it wasn't this one. No. Okay. So regardless, FTR wins. Um, cool show though. It was really nice to see uh, Samurai Del Sol and of course, Aerostar um, in AEW for their first time. That was really fun. Uh, you know, and then yeah, Cash Wheeler trapped Aerostar with that roll up and grabbed the ropes so there was shenanigans there, but, you know, ultimately they got the three count. Um, so what I was going to say is, and then we had Anna Jay versus Jamie Hayter, which is a good match as well. Uh, like 
Patrick said, we we got this fucking Anna J chant started, and little did we know we were at commercial break. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, MJF calls out Darby. Everybody in the crowd's looking for Darby all goddamn night. He's just standing on the steps. That was hysterical. We think he's in the in the rafters. He's literally yeah. sitting in the steps behind him. Yeah, he's sit, yeah, he's sitting in the corner on the steps. And finally, I, I I saw him. I was like, oh shit. Um, Darby parting the Red Sea or the the uh, Mississippi. That was River. cool. Uh, the uh, we we watched it back and like right in the front there was like a a kid in a wheelchair like quadriplegic and the yeah, dad is yeah. like leaning over him like hey don't hurt my son because they were fighting right in front of him that was a nasty um, uh that when he went running at him and hit him over the guardrail that was gross that it was, was gross. and i love darby but god damn it you got to take it easy on the jackass shit because huh? throwing yourself full throttle into a ring post you're only you're your your bump card is filling up rather quick. Who knows how long he plans on being in the business, though? Honestly, you know, go all out, man. No pun intended. You know, do okay. Do, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, know, but I'd rather I'd rather go all out and still be able to walk when I'm, I agree. you know, my age. Jeff Hardy's still wrestling, so if that's any kind, you know, if that's any, if that's any, uh, anything, you know, obviously they're not the same person. They're compared a lot, but you know, with the glorified quote unquote glorified stuntman thing. Um, What's funny is Mick Foley uh, tweeted out. He's like, hey, wait a minute. That's my thing. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, the glorified stuntman <laughs> thing. Uh, obviously, Sting pops out because MJF tried to leave. And Sting shows up with a bunch of uh, Darby masked people. Uh, but so what I was going to say was, so uh, during the Cody Rhodes Andrade match, which again was super cool. There was a lot of, you know, a lot of callbacks to Ric Flair. Andrade, you know, doing the figure four and all that. Lots of back and forth. <laughs> the the get the Glock chant. And and uh he seemed so like I don't know. He he had to have been eating that up. Like he, he almost broke character. He turned around to us because our section started to like, get the Glock. Yeah, he's like, and he on, turned and first off, he kind of shook his head and like squinted it like a dad. Yeah. And then and then he turned and he went. You know, like yeah, that. Yeah. And, puts his finger up, like, wait a minute now, just yeah. do it. Settle down. And we were just, we, yeah, we, he, he was just eating it up, it seemed like, yeah. 100%. Uh, and that was, so speaking of him, and then, uh, so FTR shows up again. They were all over this show. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we had a little face, a little uh, stare down between uh, some some of the, uh, the legends here. Um, which was really cool. I don't know what they're going to do with that, if anything, but having him and Tully, you know, have this little stare down in the ring was really cool. I didn't think it, I, I didn't think I was going to pop as hard as I did, but I really did. Um, that was super cool. So we'll see what happens there. Um, let's see what else. And Tully in his sparkle jacket. He looks like, like a, like a fucking old time fucking cruise lounge singer or something. It's almost like uh uh the the manager with the megaphone. I, I'm I'm so bad. Jimmy Hart? Jimmy, he had like a Jimmy Hart vibe going on with that jacket. Uh the whole time though, I was even asking Patrick, I was like, you know, all things considered with the whole Ric Flair controversy, this almost like okay, so you have Cody in the ring with Andrade. 
Cody, uh, with his obvious lineage of the business, um, you know, with his dad and everything like that. And then you've got Andrade, who's connected to Rick through Charlotte. And then you've got Arn in there with Tully. Like, do you still, do you think Ric Flair is going to show up to AEW at some point? Are they going to kind of pump the brakes on that for a little bit until the the dust settles with all the Ric Flair controversy? Or do you think they're just going to kind of leave Ric Flair alone? Uh, I think in this, in this day and age, I think uh, a month goes by and, you know, people forget about everything. So they might be bringing them in. Shit, Tommy Dreamer's back on uh, Busted Open. Um, is he really? Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know, I've not seen any backlash from it, you know, and, and don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, Tommy should be getting backlash. I, you know, what I'm, all I'm saying is, you know, I haven't seen anything. Right. Um, right. Uh, so, you know, I, I think in, in today's society, you know, as you know, and even shit, even egregious shit, people forget about after a little while. So, you know, something like this, uh, a rehashing of something that happened 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think you, you had the initial uproar and then it quickly just petered out. Well, and like they said on that episode of dark side of the ring, you know, they asked, well, why didn't Ric Flair get any, in any trouble for that? Why did everybody else seem to get in trouble? And you know, they did the shrug thing. He's Ric Flair. Now and yeah. I'm not, I'm not justifying that answer by any means. Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to be completely on neither side of that because I don't want to even touch that conversation. But um, I don't know. I just feel like all the cards align to have Flair show up. Mm -hmm. Maybe not not necessarily Charlotte (laughs) yet, but uh, (laughs) or or Ashley LaFleur, whatever she decides to use if she ever leaves WWE uh, or if and when she leaves WWE. Ultimately, that was the uh, that was the dynamite card. Um, they fucking super fun show. Uh, like I said, super cool crowd. Uh, lots of fun signs. So in between during commercial breaks, Justin Roberts was calling out specific signs. A lot of them were, you know, I'm here to sing Judas and that kind of thing. Um, Which the girl that sang Judas, they pulled her up front so she could do it. Yeah, and she um, was on TV for quite a while. Even said it might be on TV. Yeah, that was, you know, like nice little sweet things like that. Um, we all yeah, told a five-year-old happy birthday because it was his birthday. That was cool. Um, yeah, a lot of people, yeah, because Justin would be like, oh, it's my first show. It's your first show. Oh, hey, let's all give him a round of applause. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, they, 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 do, they do a great job between – this stuff and then like during elevation or dark elevation you know justin was like uh you know because they film it all out of order and he's like okay well we're gonna do our opening so you know uh in less than a minute we want you enthusiastic and hold your signs up and cheer and stuff and um yeah so he's he's phenomenal in that he really is good he's really really good um he's very professional he's got the clean cut look he looks professional yeah he was very cordial with the audience during those commercial breaks he played he played with uh with brian danielson very well with that whole thing um and and if you want we can get into more detail about what happened after we went off the air but before we get to it because we're going to start running out of time here shortly because this was actually a lot of fun to have no format uh this show it was it's been a lot of fun to just talk 
about what we what we saw. Um, but as I said in the beginning of the show, we do have a a two part uh, JCB rant from Band from Ringside Podcast at BFR Pod on Twitter at BFR JCB on Twitter at BFR BF at at BFR BFR at BFR Bill at BFR Zach with an H. Um, we're gonna jump into those. What if Dano <laughs> listens to uh, BFR? Who does? Dano. Oh yeah, Dano. <laughs> you got to go back a few episodes of uh, Band from Ringside to really get it. But when they do the end of the show, they do a bunch of shout-outs, and uh, I'm usually included in that just because I'm alumni of the show. Uh, but bless his heart, Bill tried to uh, shout <laughs> Patrick out, but for whatever reason, he goes. And for uh, Dano, and <laughs> I, I can only imagine what their faces looked like, but JCB's like, who? <laughs> he goes, Dano? He goes, you know, the 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 other guy on Sideways in Time with Lucha Chris. He goes, Patrick? <laughs> Patriot Pat? He's like, ah, what the fuck? He did uh, it again, and he was confident last week. He said, <laughs> you know, for Lucha Chris, for Sideways in Time, for Dano. Motherfucker. <laughs> and what's really rare is, Bill very rarely tweets, and when he does, it's usually something really, you know, out there. Uh, but he just tweeted today about it. he's like, maybe we'll see him next time, something like that. Um, but yeah, so we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna listen to JCB's rants, and we'll be back with some odds and ends. He's heating up. This is banned from ringside. What's up, everybody? It's your boy JCB. I'm back for my uh, weekly rant. Uh, first part of the rant, uh, first of two parts is the title exchange from two weeks ago on SmackDown. Okay, I've always given WWE a hard time about being lazy and not necessarily walking things through. Um, Distraction finishes is my least favorite thing nowadays about WWE. I think I watched three straight shows of WWE. You've seen the distraction finish in some form or fashion. Um mixed tag teams you know the odd couple tag teams you see that all the fucking time too now it's getting to the point rk bro is probably the exception to the rule i'll give you rk bro the rest of the odd couple tag teams not necessarily uh always working this title exchange is extremely fucking lazy they did it a couple years ago with street profits versus new day when they just wanted to have both teams wrestle each other in the Survivor Series. That was lazy as fuck. I thought you would kind of get away get away from that. But then you're doing it again with Becky and Charlotte. Look, we all know that that's going to be the Survivor Series match. I'm okay with that. But there is no reason in the world for a title exchange, okay? The, the biggest problem with this title exchange is now Bianca Belair, who is the PWI 150 Woman of the Year. Congratulations to uh, Bianca Belair. But she's been the one that suffered through this whole thing. She's lost to Charlotte. Now she's lost to Becky. What the fuck is Bianca Belair supposed to do while you're doing a match that you could have easily done in a different way, a more so, dare I say, logical way, and not hurt Bianca Belair in the same process. It's just fucking lazy. I don't like to smash WWE because I like to do it. I smash WWE because they make it easy for me to do it. 
This is banned from ringside. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, JCB, Jason Cornelius Bell. I'm back with my second rant for the week. This is going to be on Liv Morgan. Okay, so Liv Morgan basically has crossed paths with Becky Lynch and the Twitter universe, the WWE universe. Liv stands all around, go absolutely ape shit. Pump the fucking brakes, people, okay? How many times do WWE bring you to this cliff and they don't pay it off? Does anybody remember the match against Charlotte Flair? Motherfuckers lost their mind about that. There was no payoff there. Then they're like, okay, money in the bank. Liv's going to win money in the bank. That's like that little uh, Charlie Brown uh, cartoon where they run. he sees Charlie, uh, Lucy holding the football, tries to kick, uh, take a swing at the football, misses again. Now the Queen's Court. Oh, she could have easily won the first round match. She didn't do that. I may understand that she's easy on the eyes. I get that part. I have not seen anything that's in the ring that makes me think that she is the next star. She's the next star like Becky Lynch, like Sasha, like Bailey, like Charlotte, like Bianca Belair. I don't think so. The next tier down at the very least. Oh, why didn't she get a chance, Jason? Why didn't she get a chance? Because for whatever reason, WWE doesn't see her like that. That's why she's not getting chances. She's gotten two in the last couple of months. And what has happened? Lucy's pulled that football away while Charlie Brown's swinging in the air, missing the football again. Liv Morgan stands. Come off the ledge. Okay, let's actually see her beat Becky and then get all excited. If she loses in a strong match, oh, she looks strong in the the loss, quote unquote. That's just WWE stringing you along again. It's like the dope dealer, you know what I'm saying? He, he keeps giving you the drugs. You know, here's another freebie. Here's another freebie. But sooner or later, you're going to have to cash those freebies in for something that that dope dealer wants. Come away from the ledge, Liv stands, okay? Let's see Liv win a big match before you keep telling me about her potential and how she's not given a chance. She's been given a chance. WWE just ain't pulled the trigger. It's your boy JCB. I'm out. This is banned from ringside. This is banned from ringside. ringside. Thank you so much, Jason. Uh, He did two of them this week because he felt bad he didn't do one last week. Obviously, I had to explain to him what happened last week. We wouldn't have heard it anyway, so I'm glad we did it the way we did it. let us know in the comments below on YouTube what you think about his rants this week or anything else you want to uh, comment on. Always, of course, like the video, subscribe to the channel. It ain't going to hurt you none to do it. It takes literal seconds to do, and it'll definitely help out uh, the channel, help us grow, reach more people. If you like what you hear and see, make sure you hit that little bell notification icon because it'll keep you up to date on when we drop new episodes which is usually every week unless we have episodes like last week. Uh, and uh, and yeah, and always, as always, go over and check out Band from Ringside podcast. Um, there's also uh, Friends of BFR on, on Facebook. We don't, I don't really dabble with Facebook as much at all anymore. Um, but if you're on Facebook and you want to jump in and get into some uh, silly wrestling memes and, and that kind of stuff, definitely jump over and check them out. 
one of my favorite, if not my favorite wrestling podcast there is out there outside of like, you know, the, the, uh, 83 weeks and busted open and all those, um, band for ringside is super, super entertaining. Uh, so yeah, again, as always, thank you, Jason, for, uh, being a part of the show. Uh, any specific odds and ends you want to discuss, Patrick, anything outside of wrestling or anything like that you want to talk about? Um, not really. Not <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, this whole week, I've just been thinking about fucking dynamite and going to dynamite. Um, Same. Yeah, Halloween wasn't shit. Uh, yeah, I will he, have some. Not only did he exciting news to report. He he meant Halloween huh? literally, and when he said it, I automatically went straight into Halloween Kills. This will be week three oh. that I've said that movie is garbage. Um, I, I, yeah, I I just I just meant the holiday itself. Yeah, uh, I had fun on. I actually I had I had a good time. I actually got to hand out handed out candy for the first time in probably three or four years in a neighborhood that was completely littered with trick-or-treaters i was extremely surprised it was amazing i had a great time we weren't giving them candy we were letting them take the candy um uh, which towards the end of the night was kind of a wasn't a mistake but it could have been <laughs> this kid literally came up and i put put the bowl out in front of him and i was like oh go ahead bud he's like how many can i take i was like well, just don't take all of them so he grabbed two giant handfuls <laughs> and ran down the the driveway dropping candy along <laughs> the way it was, it was awesome. Uh, I was the only person I didn't know I was going to this little get together um, to do that. And so I was the only person not in costume. Uh, so I felt like a jackass. But uh, the girl I went with, she had a Cobra Kai red, bright red leather jacket. Fit me perfect. So I wore that and said I was a karate. <laughs> uh, I just said I was a confused karate man all night. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's uh that was pretty much our goal for this week's show uh, that I think I either came up with it this morning or last. And I was like, look, man, I don't have a lot of energy. I yeah, don't really want to come up with segments. I don't feel like thinking about a route Mount Rushmore. Or what if this happened? Anything? I think we should just talk about how much of a great time we had at dynamite this week. And I'm glad we did. Cause it was actually, this was, this was a really fun show today. This was, this was a lot of fun and it was not taxing on the brain and no, I'm fucking tired. I'm probably going to take a nap after this. I wish I could. I've got some other things. I got to edit this down a little bit, then I've got to work a little bit later. Um, but, but yeah, honestly, it was because of Casey's uh, input last night on the drive home. She's like, you guys need to remember this stuff you're talking about as we yeah. drive it home. Cause this is this kind of stuff people want to hear. Sure enough, this is what we're doing. And hopefully you guys, uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, I guess we can call it, man. We, we've been talking an hour and 49 minutes. And, uh, so, so yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, thank you everybody for listening as usual. Episode zero, zero nine. Uh, thank you, Jason from band from ringside. Thank you band from ringside. I want to plug Bill's beard bomb. I said it right. Uh, but yet again, I'm not really sure if he's still doing it or not. I don't know. Uh, check us out on Twitter at podcast kind of at Lucha Chris TV at Patriot Pat underscore 1776. Uh, and on YouTube sideways and time network. Hey, everybody. Patrick's got a little something to tell you.
And I think you should. I got two. I think you should do it. Yeah, he's got two. I got. I got two things. One, fuck dog, and two, <laughs> fucking nerd. Mark the fuck out. Mark the fuck out. And by Mark, uh, I don't. I lost it. Well, we're self-marketing, and what's the first <laughs> syllable of marketing? Mark. Mark. By the way, and speaking of uh, marking out and being a mark for yourself, there was the ongoing joke yesterday. Uh, so check out Elevation uh, because it was a little bit easier to see there. Also during the Aerostar and uh, and uh, Kalisto or the Samurai Del Sol match, uh, I had my own uh, a sign with my own name on it because nobody's a bigger bigger mark for myself than I am. So I think I'm gonna start calling myself in the third person. So, uh, Lucha Chris says, you know, I hope you enjoyed the show. Lucha Chris wants you to enjoy the show next week, whatever that may be. Lucha Chris wants you to uh, go over and check out Patriot Pat's Twitter because his signs are going viral. Oh, and and, and big shout out to my wife who made the signs. She did. She killed it too. They were all she wonderful. fucking destroyed it. Yeah, those things were awesome. I wish you guys would have been able to see my Jungle Boy one because it was very tacky and she worked very hard on it. There was leaves on it. There <laughs> felt leaves. Anyway, so without further ado, thank you so much for listening this week. And, uh, hey, I guess we'll see you next week. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Awkward goodbye, everyone. <laughs> have a great week. We'll see you next week. This is bad from ringside. It's not, though. Bad from ringside. Jason, don't sue us. <laughs> <laughs>